For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh, you just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Uh. Welcome back. This is episode 262 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. Water. Ryan what is back. Uh, how you feeling, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Just kind of in like a recovery process right now. Got a bit of a wound I'm dealing with, but you know, I was in the hospital a few days, a couple of weeks ago, just recovering at home right now, but I'm doing really good. And just, I really, before we get into this show, I want to thank all everybody who listens, who reached out to me, got a few DMs from some fans. It's really nice. And uh, just, you know, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking. Feels good to be here. I'm happy to be with you guys. Pretty scary few weeks, but you know I'm looking forward to the fucking for next year with this podcast, getting things going, and just being with you boys, with the fellas. The fellas are back today. It's uh, December nineteenth. It's our final show of 2021. It's also our final show before we become a part of the NYY News TV team. That was a big, uh, a big announcement. Was last Saturday. We were on with. Uh, uh, Pete Simonetti and the crew. Um, Good crew. Gary, Sheffield, Gary Sheffield Jr., Francis Lee, the guys uh, from the Twin Bill podcast. I don't know if I'm missing anybody oh, else that man, was there. I missed it. The I identical missed it. fraternal twins. Yeah. So, RB Beltron. RB Beltron. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. yeah. I love RB. Big fan of this show. Uh, so, definitely, we're very excited. To be a part of the team, uh, our schedule should not change that much. Uh, we should we'll still be recording Sunday night. The show will still drop Monday morning. Yeah, uh, but I, we'll be. But I oh. wanted to talk to Pete because he has like we obviously we're gonna drop the audio Monday morning. I want to talk uh, to Pete about because we're gonna it's gonna be premiering on the NYY News TV you know premiere stream on YouTube. I want to talk to him about like we don't have to go on at eight a.m. on Monday. I feel like that's not going to be an optimal time slot for us for for the people who want to watch. Right, you know, right, audio right, will right, drop right. same time. Right. I'd rather be prime right. time. We should be prime so time right. like okay. Dr. Go Fouch. I got to wake up at 8 in the morning. Okay. I got to wake up early, watch the show. Okay. Yo, guys, I'll free. I'll be right back. I just got to, like, kind of deal with this really quick. Sorry. You got to change your bandage? Yes. Yeah, I got to do, like, every couple, like, half hour. So I'm just doing it now. My head. All right. All right, so we'll if Ryan's going to step if Ryan's going to step away for a second. I mean, uh, <clears throat> we can get into a couple of different things here. We want to have a, a, a nice little fun pre-Christmas episode here. But uh, <clears throat> yesterday, the news broke that the Mets uh, they have their new manager, former Yankee manager, former Texas Ranger manager, former Oriole manager, former Diamondback manager. Buck Showalter will take the reins, three-year deal. Uh, uh, are you going to cry, Chris? Are you like upset? Are you going to cry about it? I might cry if your microphone keeps scraping against your beard. But other than that, I'm really, <clears throat> I'm just not concerned about it. I don't understand the people who are up in arms. 
I just don't think you're thinking logically. I think you're thinking uh, just, you're just very emotionally attached to um, how you feel about Boone and, and the progress of this team. I don't get it. Um, and, but we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that uh, later in the show. Yeah, I mean, personally, like I like Buck. I would love listening to the guy talk baseball. I'm happy he got another chance because it looked like he wasn't going to get one. But, I mean, past that, what does it mean? What does it mean to me as a Yankee fan? Am I supposed to be scared that Buck Showalter is the manager of the Mets? Yeah, I mean, you're looking no. at a guy. You're looking at a guy who is clearly. I mean, everyone knows anyone who's listened to him talk that he's a very smart baseball man. But we've also forgotten. <laughs> we've forgotten the fact because we're just so blinded by our hatred for Aaron Boone that he's a very smart baseball guy, also. And I don't know if I hate Aaron Boone. It's more I'm just disappointed by his. his yeah, job I'm not necessarily talking about us. I mean, I still like the guy. I still have hope for the guy. I don't have hope for this organization as a whole, and I think that's going to continue to weigh him down. But I, I hope to be wrong. As always, I will always hope to be wrong about that. Because my whole point with Aaron Boone is he's not, a, he's not an idiot. He knows baseball. No, he's a very smart baseball guy. That's always been his number one thing. So I, w- I would like to see, and I know it's not going to happen. If it was going to happen, he wouldn't be the manager here. He would have walked uh, instead of taking – the, the contract extension is to let the guy manage the team. Let us know that a hundred percent what's going on, the lineups, the pitching changes, whatever is his doing. I, I you know, that's just me. Like I'm tired of uh, Aaron Boone walking around here. Like, uh, like he's just some robot, you know, and uh, somebody's, you know, some geek is pushing buttons on a computer and Aaron Boone is just, yeah. you know, typing in the names in the lineup, you know? I mean, I think that's just the Yankees' fate at this point. I think it's just our fate. That's what, so, you know, people were uh, coming out in defense of Buck saying that back when he was here and blah, 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 he wanted numbers. He wanted what were, what evolved into analytics. And, you know, that's great and all, but... Also, we don't. We also know his personality is that if he, there's a difference between wanting something and being told something. Yeah. So you know, Buck might want to see the numbers, which, and I've always said this: if I was the manager, I'd want to see them too. Obviously, of like you want to use that doing, as part of your decision. You're, you're not doing your job if you're not looking at all the information available to you. But still, let's say you know for argument's sake that the Yankees have a choice between playing, you know, we'll say we'll just use two guys like Urshela or Andujar, right? We'll just use those two guys, right? Mm-hmm. On a, any given day. But the numbers say that Andujar should play because he's, you know, he hits 750 against this pitcher and Gio hits 200. Well, the Yankees are going to play Andujar a hundred out of a hundred times because that's what the numbers say, Right. Right. You know, Buck Buck might be the type of guy, and I would think that he's the type of guy. He has a hunch about Urshela that night. He's going to play Urshela. He's really the guy who turns, you know, where Aaron Boone is clearly a cuck for Brian Brian Cashman. Buck Showalter makes Cashman his cuck, and that's really how. That's really why. If you want to ask yourself why they hired Boone so quickly to another contract. Why they signed him to another contract? They did. They wanted to completely avoid the the option 
of having to interview a guy like Buck and have to justify why they weren't hiring him. It's because well, he didn't, they didn't have to. They didn't even have to interview him. Well, they of didn't course, have to be a part. That's what I'm saying. But but you know they you know they would have even if they didn't interview him, they still would have had to justify it to the fan base. But you know, here we are, and it, and we've said it a million times. Aaron Boone is great for the Yankees uh, upper management. They love it. They love having him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, yes, sir. I will do whatever you tell me to do. Yes. Okay. Yes. No problem. Buck's not going to do that. He's going to say, okay, then, I, thanks for your opinion, but I'll fucking make my own decisions. Thanks. Yeah. In all, in all fairness too, um, to Aaron Boone on that respect, on that side of things, if you're doing everything you're, you're being told to do, why should you lose your job? Yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, from that from that point of view, and I think we talked about this last time we recorded, is that wasn't there some report that said they were thinking about firing Boone midseason and replacing him with Scholl? Yeah, Walter? it just doesn't yeah, make never, sense. I take no it never, truth. It, made, it never made any sense to me that that was even uh, a, re, a, a reality. You don't go from so. a, you don't go from a cuck to to Buck. You go from Buck to a cuck, and and that's why. Hiring him at this point makes zero sense. You're not getting so. <clears throat> so Bucks in New York. Okay, so make zero. Hold because, on, make zero sense for the Yankees right now. The way they run their organization, I should say. Yeah, I mean, you know, so because Bucks in New York, uh, it leads us to, you know, another another announcement that we'll make here on the show, and that is uh, in 2022. We don't know how often it will be, but we are going to have the Cuck Show Walter Show. At least once a month on on here, where we'll we'll bring in the Mets manager and he'll talk New York baseball with us, not just what's going on with his team, but the Yankees as well. So we have him on the horn right now. Cuck, are you there? Oh, hey guys, what's going on? How we doing? How's it going, Cuck? So yeah, it's going congratu- real, it's going good. So congratulations on on this job, uh, Showalter. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's a really big opportunity for me to be able to manage again. I I look forward to it. I really do. So, do you like Steve Gacohen? How how that uh, how that interview well, process go? We had a long meeting. We had a long meeting together, and yeah, you know, I do. We did have some words, and you know, I I did feel like he's gonna give me a good amount of control to be able to do what I want to do with this team, and you know, I, I like that. I, I like what what our conversations, how they went, and you know, I, I do see a good season ahead for us, and uh, I'm excited to to be back uh, be back in a uniform. All right, so we, you know, thank you for joining us for a quick minute here to you know preview uh, your your upcoming appearances on the show in 2022. Do you have any words for Yankee fans that might be upset that you're uh, you're the Mets manager now? Well, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if I have any words for for any Yankee fans or anything like that. I'm just looking forward to kind of redeem myself. You know, I haven't coached a, a playoff caliber team since uh, that that since you forgot forward. to put Zach Britton in the yeah game, right? since the Zach Britton incident I want to redeem myself for that <laughs> and, you know I, I do think too I also I left the New York Yankees I left them in 1995 when you let David Cohn throw 139 pitches right, right? yeah that's right, right. You know, and you had Mariana Rivera win. in the bullpen yeah right so you know they went on to win four out of the next five and, you know that that kind of hurt a little bit so I do I do just want to get another chance to to kind of be a manager again and, and do it in New York and do it with a playoff caliber team because, you know, I had a few teams offer me a job and I asked myself, and this was the, this was the most important thing. I said, what, I said, Buck, what is the best team for me to watch? Cause I love to watch cause I am a cuck. 
So, you know, what better team than New York Mets right now? I mean, you got Jacob DeGrom on a Monday. You got Max Scherzer on a Tuesday. That's a great start to the week. Uh, so is your goal you know, to get Jacob DeGrom's arm to actually fall off this year? What are we looking yeah, at? Hundreds, well, 160 you know, pitches in a game? We have them under contract for a little while. But I will manage the team precipitously, and I'll do my job best I can to make sure I don't hurt any arms. But he's going to be pitching, all right? He's going to be pitching big. Max Scherzer going to have a dead arm by May, maybe, by the way I'm going to use him. But he's going to be pitching October baseball. Because that's what we're going to do here in New York. We're going we're gonna to be a crosstown rival again. And, you know, they say keep your friends close, but they keep your enemies closer. That That's what I was doing over there on the Yes Network. That's why I was there. I was scouting. I was looking because I knew I wasn't going to get a, a coaching job back in, for the Yankees anytime soon. I, I'm ready here to, to take you guys down. Little brother's getting older. He, he's going to step up. He's going to. Take over this this city again. I'll tell you, Buck. Real, right. a, a real quick one from me. Um, there's a lot of Yankee fans up in arms about you know the fact that you're going to be managing the Mets, like Christian just said, and and the Yankees are stuck with Aaron Boone. If you had to quickly, in a few sentences, describe the difference between you and Aaron Boone as managers or as just as men, what would that be? Well, I think it's a no holds barred kind of thing, Chris where I'm not going to take any shit from anybody, you know, and I, this, that's okay. I could say that here, right? This is a, this is a, a nice podcast, right? We're, we're not on NBC news. I mean, we were, we're on NYY news. No, you could, yeah, right? you could curse here. All right. So yeah, I'm not going to put up with any shit, Chris, all right, this year. And that's something that, you know, I think that separates me from a lot of managers where I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give my all more than, most guys are able to do it. I'm not going to speak on Aaron Boone. I don't speak on other men, but I do speak on Buck. And I love, I love Buck, you know, and that's the main thing. You got to love yourself. And I love me. All right, Buck. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate your time. Yeah, Congratulations man. on getting the job. Right, and uh, we'll talk to you in 2022. Have a happy holiday season. All right, fellas. Happy holidays. I'll see you. I'll see you on the field. Thanks, Buck. All right. So there it is, the uh, the little preview of the Cuck Show, Walter Show, that will be a part of the NYYST podcast in 2022. So there you go. Uh-huh. There you go. Okay. 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 We're working on a few other uh, little programs, so little side programs, too, for uh, for next year. Okay. Oh, God. Sorry, guys. I'm just finally back. I'm getting pretty quick at doing it now, though. Not quick enough, dude. So, you, missed the whole, you missed the whole Cuck Show, Walter Show. What do you mean? Are you... What you, he, you what you guys just talked about it? You broke the news. No, no, he came on and joined us for a few minutes. What we previewed a few things for next. Uh, for so you're next telling year. me Buck was here, right? Now that you're back, I, I actually I didn't want to bring this up until you got back because I I figured you'd chime in because you're good at impressions. Um, uh-huh. and we haven't heard him in a while, yeah. But did you guys see, uh, who? What was it about? Francesca was flipping the fuck out about the about the Giants. Did you see the tweet that he put out there? Yeah. What was it like? Uh, like, yeah. Of course, for the fans. Of course, uh, they do. Uh, of course, uh, to show their appreciation, they give them free Pepsi. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Not even Diet Coke. Okay. Uh, I want Coca Cola. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Giants, what a fucking joke! So yeah, what was that, Christian? What they just say it was free Pepsi all day? Like you can just go up? And- <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, okay. It was for Pepsi. season ticket holders. It was one no, no, medium no, no, no. Pepsi. It was one medium oh, Pepsi yeah. per medium. account. 
per account holder, dude. So like if you have oh four, if you have four season tickets, only one person got a free Pepsi. That's they a give you four. Did they give you like the amount of straws for how many tickets you get? No, like just dude. one. Three straws if you have three tickets. <laughs> you I, just I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about this fucking dumpster fire. Okay. We're gonna have a nice fun show today, okay? Okay. We don't need to talk about them. And their no, we'll talk problems. about the dumpster fire that that we're that we're here to talk about instead. Yeah, we'll, pull up uh-huh. the Francesa tweet. I want to get the actual <laughs> quote up. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but so many <laughs> people were retweeting it, it. I think he deleted it. He probably did. People no, were because somebody. Him. No, somebody, he, t- he he tweets a lot during the game. Somebody does a nice uh, Francesa. That's why it took off. It was in the comments, I think. Yeah, it was pretty um, good. It wasn't as good as SGR, but it was uh, pretty good. In the com in the comment section, it was um, I forget. Yeah, someone I saw someone retweeted it. That's how I saw that video, and they were talking about the. Yeah, uh, I should just start. I should just like comment on his posts as him. Yeah, like doing an great. audio read. That'd be great. All right, so, let's, uh, let's fucking get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, what else? Not, I mean, we're still in the lockout here, so I mean, uh, not much is uh, not much has happened. I mean, the Yankees uh, made a couple minor league moves. Uh, they signed Ender Enciarte to a minor league deal, which I found out that the reason why they can do that is because minor league players are not considered part of the players union, so uh, they can still they can still um, you know have transactions. Which I don't know. I get who decides a, a major league. Player is a minor league player. I don't fucking know. Can but. we sign Correa to a $350 million deal for the Strand <laughs> Rail Riders? I mean, you could do that, right? Okay. Okay. Um, I, I mean, we don't have to break it down. I think it's a nice move. Uh, I would, it's not Shane Robinson. I mean, you know, guys are going to get hurt on this team. So I have, uh, not that you expect anything much out of Vinciarte, but. So it's a nice little maneuver here. You just hope that he, <laughs> you really just hope that it's not something that we're actually talking about him coming up in a big spot in August because uh, guys are dropping like flies, you know? So that's basically the gist of the news for the week. It's just so difficult for me to, to care about anything until this lockout ends and we get some good news that we need to hear. Okay. Uh-huh. So good news we heard uh, from out of this team uh, happened two years ago. Uh, Saturday was when the Yankees uh, officially announced yeah. the signing of. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, it's the, the day I signed. The day I signed with the guys. Oh, what are you? You're, you're not calling into other podcasts. You're, you're going to join us today. Yeah, well, I'm on you guys. You guys show this is the new hot pod that everybody's talking about. And- you sound a lot. I'll tell you what. You sound a lot better on this show. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. you sound yeah, so I much more so. like yourself. Yeah, I think I was a little sick on that other show. <laughs> so Garrett Cole officially signed with the Yankees on uh, December eighteenth, twenty nineteen, and so uh, we triggered a lot of people today by posting, uh, you know, just a little. Do you regret the decision of the Yankees to sign him? And uh, you know, people that are pro Cole were like, you guys are stupid. How could you ask that? But then meanwhile, you know, half the replies are like, yeah, this, this guy sucks. It's a mistake. He's not worth the money. So I don't know guys. I mean, uh, Garrett Cole sucks, right? Does he? It's like, it's crazy that like you just post something like that and people on Twitter are so fucking just have their heads so far up their own asses 
that they, they don't see the back of their teeth. They just don't live in in reality, and they live in their own world, and they automatically assume that just because we tweet that it means we we think that it was a bad move. Yeah, I mean, excuse us for trying to uh, you know run a show here and uh, gain engagement from our followers. You know, see how see how they feel two years later about a record breaking contract that was supposed to put us over the top, and the Yankees are actually going backwards. You know, forgive us for trying to you know gauge the fans' uh, feelings about that one. Okay. Do you think as much as you love Garrett Cole, and I'm not saying that you'd ever think that that the contract was a bad move. We've talked about this already. It's never it's never going to be a bad move no matter what happens. It's the move that had to be made. But do you think that if this year they come out and I hate to even talk this into existence, but they regress further and you just see the Yankees not changing their strategy and how they're doing things and you just don't see any hope in the future that you'll look back and almost just say, you know, Almost that you'll you'll almost regret it in a sense of like no my 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 reaction to that would be what was the point then well that's what I'm kind of saying it was almost like a smokescreen for us for us fans to feel like this team was heading in a different direction finally and getting the guys they need to get and it's like now now this guy's just being wasted here at this you point. think I could trigger a lot of Mets fans if I went on uh, on Twitter and I posted a video of me burning Tom Seaver baseball cards probably. <laughs> Did that he die? Engagement though that post. Is he dead? Is he still alive? Yeah, Tom Seaver. No, Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver. He just died, right? Recently. Recently, maybe within the last two years. Yeah, I thought so. Rest, um, rest in peace. He was. Right, okay. <laughs> he was no Sandy Koufax. Okay. <laughs> All right, <Pete. laughs> Fuck. And uh, Francis Lee, who's a part of the designated Spitters Pod, which is part of the NYY News TV team. Uh, replied to the tweet, said, if we didn't get Cole, all anybody would be bitching about the last two years is not getting Garrett Cole. So that alone makes it the right, the, the move to do. I mean, could you imagine every little thing that, that happens, that the Yankees don't do, how is cheap, the team is cheap, they're, they're sleeping, blah, blah, blah. Imagine if Garrett Cole didn't sign here, yeah. how much worse it would be. Yeah. I had a tweet, I had a tweet, semi blow up in the Yankee universe uh, this week that said the Yankees are no longer something to the effect of the Yankees are no longer in the win uh, world series at all cost business. They're in the uh, just be good and relevant um, enough to keep the fans filling the seats business or some shit. And people were like, they have the second highest payroll in in major league baseball. You're calling them cheap. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Actually, what I'm saying is, you have an owner who decided to keep a general manager who couldn't do shit except actually make the team worse with the highest sec- the second highest payroll in baseball chose to keep him therefore if you're truly in it to win now or as Randy Jackson once said in it to win it you need to then open your checkbook and say fuck the budget fuck the luxury tax if i want to keep Brian Cashman the only way that i can show the fans that i truly care about winning is by paying to overcompensate for his for his incompetencies. And, and and he's if he doesn't do that, then my tweet is 100% the truth. In that he just doesn't he doesn't care to do what it takes 
if he's going to keep the guys he wants to keep in place to do what it takes to make up for the hole that Brian Cashman has essentially dug them in. He clearly doesn't care about getting a new GM who can, you know, lower payroll but make the team better. So if he was cheap but the team was doing really well, you wouldn't care about the payroll. But it's uh, it's the opposite. Uh, maybe Cashman's got him like under like some type of uh, spell or something. Where I think, he thinks well, he's doing a good job. I think it's the spell of security. <laughs> I think it's the spell of security. I You're think getting it's, very sleepy. <laughs> I think it's that Hal Steinbrenner loves the security and the comfort of knowing that Brian Cashman is is going to be a guy he can rely on to field a comp- a competitive team and and not necessarily be too concerned with if he's going to field a team that that goes out there and is World Series caliber ready and uh and wins a title. If it happens if it happens of course they want it to happen. But if it doesn't it's like hey did, were we competitive all just, year? And they're just really close too. Like they're like I feel like they're really close friends. You know what I mean? They're like, like family type. Well, he's been with bond. the fucking team for what? Right. They're years. probably around the same age though. They grew up together pretty much fucking with the team. They probably had a bonding moment together where they just became like buddy, buddy. Maybe they had a heart to heart about George. Maybe they, maybe they had a heart to heart. You know? Hey, look, maybe it, George, maybe George was like considered Brian, like a son and, and Hal was jealous and they had like this whole thing maybe, about it. Maybe it'll be a fucking, AMC series. We should start a rumor. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Like, you want to start a soap opera yeah. with Alan? <laughs> yeah. But like, it's, it's not like that. It's kind of like uh, when George was alive and and owned this team. <laughs> That's what it could be called. When George, was alive. <laughs> when, George was alive. <laughs> when he owned this team, it was it was his fucking team. And and if you worked for him and and you were a you know someone that he trusted, you were on the inside and. Up until George got a little older and started getting sick, you didn't really hear much from his sons. And then all of a sudden he he dies and and the team stays in the family name. And you have to imagine that at some point Hal was like, look, I don't necessarily know how to run this team the way my dad did. And I trust that you do because you've been here for so long. And it almost became just by default right off the bat that he's going to rely on Cashman to be the guy that kind of you know, shows him the ropes. And well, do you know where this franchise went wrong here? Is that after um, letting George die? No, not letting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they could have they could have cryo frozen, right? They right. Yeah. Ted Williams. Like right, yeah. Okay, so um, uh, when uh, George yeah. was waning in his final okay. days, there, uh, Hank George, took. Hold on, Hank, George, Hank was the guy <laughs> that took control of the team. Now he's uh, he's passed on in the last few years as well, but his first maneuver was re-signing Alex Rodriguez to an even bigger contract mm-hmm. after he opted out. See, he he fucked up in that sense, and they sent him off to go play with the horses because of everything that happened with A-Rod. If he had never backed A-Rod like that, you know, then maybe Hank would have uh, kept control of the team a lot longer, and then everybody was like, that Hal's not Hank. I mean, Hal's not George. Well, Hank is Hank was George. Hank won big game hunting. This was not just a business to him. This was a passion for him. So, I mean, that's where he went wrong. He backed A-Rod, and then, uh, and then everybody got together and was so, like, all right, enough. This you is fucked good. up. We gave, you, we gave you a chance. You fucked up. You brought this guy back in here. 
You know, now look, he's suspended for an entire year, blah, blah, blah. You know, if he would have went out there, I don't know who was a free agent in those. Was it 07 or whatever it was that uh, he opted out and they brought him back? I don't know who he could have brought in back then, but if he would have went out there and gave $300 million to whoever. May, uh, yeah, whoever was a free agent, a big free agent then, then maybe Pujols. things would have been different. You know, then maybe things would have been different. But, you know, he brought back A-Rod, who embarrassed the franchise. And like and they were like... Yeah, but I'll say doing. two things. One, don't spoil too much of this because it's a great storyline for the soap opera. Like, uh, uh-huh. Hal uh-huh. plotted his death. <laughs> they plotted Hank's death. Um, but yeah, I'll say yeah. this. I kind of disagree with you because after that, they won a World Series. Right? Because what? George was dying. Oh, oh, so that's why they just Father. they went. I could probably get a good you, Steinbrenner impression down. How you the you, under, you understand right that they heading into that '09 season and in the new ballpark, they knew that George was on his way out. Yeah. He died less. He died a year later. They knew he was on his way out. Their goal, and even you could say whatever you want about Hal, he was on board with this because it is his father. They wanted to get one more for well, George. Well, when that's did why they went out? When did they re-sign A-Rod? What year did you say? 2007? Uh, he opted out. To, he opted out of the World Series in 2007. Yes. Okay, but then he won a... Was that before... Did he win an MVP after that? No. He won one in 20, 2007, I believe. Yeah. Um, I mean, why... He opted out but, after... No, right? Yeah. So, so if, that's, if that's a theory that's somewhat accurate, then it's almost like Hank was a scapegoat. And they use that to push him out because I'd, I'd look back and say, yeah, okay, I know he embarrassed the, the franchise and everything. And seems like the Yankee organization doesn't care for A-Rod as a human being um, from what I've heard. But um, they won a World Series. I mean, All sources. He was, a big, he was a big part of that. You can argue that if he's not there, they don't win. I never argue against that. So, so if anything, I sit back and say, yeah, I mean – he he created a fucking circus, but thank God they signed him because they won a World Series. Seems Who knows how long we would have waited if, if they didn't in 09. Uh-huh. Well, what if they, they could have maybe won in 10, 11, 12, and 13 if they didn't have him? You don't know. Yeah, well, you don't. I mean, you don't know. You don't know. I'm just saying. He backed the wrong... He backed the wrong guy. He should have not... I mean, Hank could have had control of his team up until his last days if he didn't back A-Rod. The A-Rod move is the reason why they sent him off to the farms. And maybe that's what ultimately killed him. I heard he was very uh, unhealthy guy, drank a lot. He got he got the horse disease. He got the horse. He, got, he took fucking... Next uh, week on If George Were Alive. <laughs> you know, that's funny. Before we move off on to the more fun topics of what we want to do today, um, all the... You know, I wonder what the Venn diagram is of If George Were Alive fans to fans that wanted buck back if it was just if it's basically in a circle yeah it is right it's like a dangerous because loop who fired buck show walter i think who that was george him? i think it was george okay. okay i'm just just ask i just gotta put i just gotta ask that question <laughs> now yes granted george would not have stood for aaron boone coming back and being the first manager in history of this franchise to uh, manage a fifth season without winning a World Series. Oh, you better so, believe he would have been, he, he been fired midseason this year. He would have. But, again, before we want to move on to other things, I enjoyed his stability. 
because honest, like, yeah, Boone should have went at the end of this year. No one's disagreeing with that. He should have went at the end of this year. But did we do we need to do we need to relive the Billy Martin days? I mean, none of us were born yet, but we have enough of an understanding of the history of this club. Do we need to revisit the Billy Martin days? I'll, I'll argue and say that I don't actually agree that Boone should have left. Only there's only one stipulation that that would have made me say, okay, now Boone needs to go. That's only if Cashman was going. Yeah, because what I'm gonna I'm gonna trust uh, Cashman to hire a new manager yeah, over no, Boone and he to gets to hire someone now. new. I mean, no, we needed an entire regime change here at the end. Right. Of, yeah. So if not, I don't think Boone should have been the guy that they just, you know, let all this fall on at that point. No, you want to keep your fucking guys, then keep Boone and let's fucking go. Let's see. Let's see if you can, uh, you know, pull this off and prove and try and prove everyone wrong. That Boone's not the guy. But the whole po- My whole point was, do we need to, Hire Billy, fire Billy, hire Billy, fire Billy. How many times they literally? He literally did it until Billy Martin crashed into a fucking tree and died. How many? Like, t- how many World Series did they win during that time? Dark episode. Well, <laughs> Billy got him to three. I mean, do you want to count seventy-eight? Is that is that Billy's yeah. team? Yeah, sure. Well, then they won two. Okay. Got to I'll, I'll take that then. I will take that. I will take that any day. And then how? And then and then look from seventy-nine to ninety-four. Then what did the franchise look like? Not nearly. Not, this is a golden era compared to what that was. Yeah, I know. I know that. And and Mattingly suffered the most, the worst of it. So I mean, you can look at it both ways. I mean, honestly, we. But you don't they won them, two World Series. So if you have to reset and be bad for a while, fine. A while. A while. Yeah, a while. It was fifteen. It was fifteen years. Okay. And we're at twelve. They were, the of, they were at the yeah, but they were never the dregs of the league like they were back then. We're at. I mean, they made it. They made a. They made a World Series in eighty one. Hold on, they went fifteen years with with being pretty bad, um, but they won two World Series f- leading into that. We've won one World Series in how many years now? Twenty. So you're say, look. So I'd say it's still better. Mm. At least look. I'm not. I'm not day. sitting here and saying I don't. I'm not grateful for the competitive baseball we've gotten year in and year out, despite do you not want to winning. Watch a, do you want to watch a 71 team? <sighs> no, but like if we if we had to go through a rebuild and everything, like I was ready uh, to I was ready. I was ready to do it and and how'd then and out, then though? win when we were ready to win. Well, we're but supposed to be ready work? to win. It wasn't good. How'd, it wasn't good. Didn't work out well. So uh, just a quick couple of things. Clint Frazier appeared on another podcast uh, earlier in the week, and he he's spilling trade secrets now. The uh, whole four fingers thing that came out, why the Yankees were doing that in 2019. Yeah, I mean, if I had any respect left for Clint Frazier, that was the end of it for me. That the Yankees yeah. were basically mocking a front office executive that didn't have the respect for the guy cooking oh, no, his I fucking eggs that. in the morning. I don't care about that. I care about. No, but I'm just saying, like, there was a reason why that didn't come out for two years, and then you fucking leave the team, and you're like, first chance you get in front of a microphone, that's one of the things you're spilling, you know? It's just like there's certain clubhouse things. Yeah, there's things that are meant to stay in the clubhouse. Whether you're part of that team or not, you know? That's just. And he he said that crowd noise uh, uh, 
caused uh, some of his concussion symptoms to come back. So, mm. I mean, that's not really a good thing for, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It is a serious situation for him health wise, but I mean, that's not really a good thing for the future of his career. If uh, crowd noise causes concussion symptoms. Yeah. I think it was just a dig at fucking Yankee fans. He's a fucking moron. He, he really is. I, like I said, if I had any respect left for that kid, uh, it's completely fucking gone now. I don't, I don't wish anything bad upon him, but I really, I couldn't care less whether he's successful or not in this league. I don't think he deserves. You know, deserves I said when he signed with the Cubs, I was rooting for him. But you know, all the shit that happened post release, it's just, it just goes to further that the Yankees were right about him. He's not fucking mentally capable of handling being a star in professional baseball. I think he he. You know, Clint Frazier had such an issue proving he was worth being on this team, yet he proves over and over again with ease how much he just didn't fit here and how right the Yankees were to say that I think, he just didn't I think have the we mindset. Were pretty, we were always pretty big proponents of him, thought he never got a real fair shake. But you know what? There's a reason. There's, there's always a reason mm-hmm. beyond what you do on the field 100%. why something doesn't happen for you. 100%. And you know what? If he makes it, if he makes a career for himself, good. If he, if he hits 40 home runs next year, fucking great. I'll never sit. You will never hear me on this show. Come out and say the Yankees made a mistake. letting him go no. because it was just a fucking, it was, it was a disaster that was never going to be rectified here. So let's let him go be a fucking star with the Cubs. He clearly proven that he can't handle being a star for the New York Yankees. I agree. All right, so two things uh, we'll get into here. Uh, we'll have a little fun with the rest of the show. It's our last show of the year. Um, I always thought about this, and I posted this on Twitter uh, earlier in the week, and it's because that Craig Carn was talking about this, that uh, the, the, the Jets uh, signed some marketing deal with uh, a, a firm out in London, so he was speculating that the Jet franchise would move to London, and then the, we 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 would get a new franchise in New York that would be the Jets. Now, this is essentially what happened, if you remember, with the Cleveland Browns. They moved to Baltimore. The franchise moved to Baltimore, mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl. So you you know you feel fucking bad for the fans of Cleveland in that respect. And then they got Aren't an they expansion the team. That was a long time ago. I'm just talking about recently. Oh. This was happening last like 20. Right, Ryan? You know what I'm talking about. Not really, no. Yeah. When, you remember when Baltimore beat the Giants in the Super Bowl? Yeah, they were the Browns. Yeah. They, went they were from, the Browns. Right. No, I didn't know that. To, and that the, was only and, a few years pre. And the, the Browns were Browns. gone, right? The for, Browns were gone. And then an expansion team came back in Cleveland that was called the Browns. Right. So I always wondered. I always, you know, all the times that I talked to Munch, I never asked him this. Uh, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, who are you a fan of? Are you like, what, did you become a fan of the Baltimore Ravens because that was the team that right. you rooted for, or did you just say, "Now we got the Browns are back," even though they're not really the Browns? I'm a Browns, fan and you now. have to imagine too that when that happened and the Browns went bye bye completely, those people were kind of forced to root for the Ravens, and then they won a, a Super Bowl. So you have to imagine that any of the loyal Browns fans back then were on board with the Ravens. So, like, that sort of led me to ask this. Fine, and finally, someone's always been meaning to ask. And 
if the Yankees, let's say Hal just fucking up and left and he moved the Yankees to Las Vegas and they became the Vegas Vipers, just some random, you know, just threw a generic name out there. The, the Yankees moved to Vegas. They are the Vegas Vipers now. And then a year or two later, MLB says, wait a second, we got to have another team in New York. We're expansion team. We're calling them the Yankees. Expansion New York Yankees. As a lifelong Yankee fan, what team are you rooting for? Yeah, it's a great question. I yeah. thought it. I like pe- the way people attacked you was just hilarious. They're like, "This would never fucking happen." Okay, dude, fucking relax. It's just a except fun question that, to think about. Except for though, it did like twenty years ago. Well, if you're saying it's two years later that the Yankees come back, then it really depends on how good the Vipers are looking. In those <laughs> did did the Vipers win a World Series when they left? Right, it's the same thing that happened with the Browns because the Ravens won a Super Bowl in the time it took the Browns to come back. Yeah, what yeah. The then Vipers- I'm claiming allegiance with the Vipers. Go Vipers! It's tough because, you know, the reason why we're Yankee fans is because of our our dads and so on and so forth. The reason why they're Yankee fans and going down the line, one of the big, one of the most, you know, one of the the top reasons is because they're local. Like that, you just try and root for the the team that's that's local. That's got to be, it's got to be very rare compared to fans that live in close proximity to their team that a, a person just randomly becomes a diehard fan of a team across the country. It's just, it's way more rare than than not. So yeah, I don't well, know if the know, Yankees came back. Of, I'd have to say of, uh, Yankee Bowl Cowboy fans because you know root for winners. I root for winners. Well, yeah, yeah. Whenever of I talk to somebody and they're like, "Yo, I'm a Yankee fan," and I first qu- next question is, "Who you refer base in, in football?" Yo, I love the Cowboys. Who do you refer in basketball? Oh, I love uh-huh. the Bulls. All right, I'll all talk right. to you later. I don't need to all talk right. to you. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. All right. The bandwagon. The bandwagon's over there. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the bandwagon. It's an okay. interesting. It, it 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 should spark an interesting debate, and not people just be like. <laughs> I'd have to say, I'd probably go back to rooting for the Yankees if they came back. Um, yeah, I I feel like I would too. And I would just see, like, if the Vipers didn't win a World Series, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe this is a fresh start. Maybe maybe this is what we need as fans at this point. It'd be tough, man. I don't know. I'd have to say that. See, I have no allegiance to anything but but rooting for the pinstripes. Right. I mean, what's my loyalty if they see, move it would to... Be really, see, it would be different if there was no other team in, in the Bronx. Now, it was just they here, were out in Vegas... And you were just rooting for the same franchise that you always rooted for, but it would be real. Like this is an excellent point. It would be really hard seeing a team in the Bronx wearing Yankee pinstripes called the Yankees and not rooting for them. Here's the thing, and I think this speaks volumes to how we truly feel about Aaron Judge. That yeah, we love him, but he wouldn't be the reason why I was like, no man, that's fucking Aaron Judge, man. Yeah, I got to root for that. But if Derek Jeter was on the fucking Yankees when they moved. Different story, Vipers. man. If it was Jeter, where's if it was Jeter? Mo, where's the Jeter Vipers jersey? I'm buying it. <laughs> where's G- Jeter, Mo, Posada, those guys? If they moved across the country, I'd be like, dude, I can't well, not root for Jeter. What's the difference? They they won a bunch of fucking rings. Dude. Yeah, and there you go. Huh. Good question. I like it. Okay, so uh, you said 
that you became a fan, close proximity, going to game. So let's let's just let's just shoot for a half hour or whatever. And you know, we'll we'll end the year on this. Just good memories of being a Yankee fan in the building. Things that you enjoyed watching. If you saw if you had you know, you know, you had a good story of a game that you went to. We asked the fans. We'll read a bunch of them in a few minutes here. We'll we'll just get our stuff out. Of it. Like just being a fan, being in the building. You know, things that you seen, things you know, you saw a historic moment, or just a, you know, how many games have we been to that it's just like it might have been a random Wednesday in 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 May that nobody would ever remember, but you were there and you remember that Bernie Williams hit a two run single in the eighth and they won the game four to two or something like that. You know, like I think you know, this. Segment- so I think that would be that would be this is this is a good way to end the year and end this chapter of the NYYST podcast. Just kind of reminiscing about these types of moments. That really made us, you know, made us fans that we are well, here. The first one that comes to my mind, obvious, and I think it would for SGR too, was being at the <clears throat> the game in 09 when they clinched and won the pennant. Because Yeah, that was awesome. Because like, oh, I was watching the Giants were playing the Cardinals that night. I was watching that. Yeah, well, I'll home. tell you what, there was a bunch of Giants fans around <laughs> us, and I remember this more than anything. Bunch of Giants fans oh, pissed yeah, off they right. couldn't get service and they couldn't check the score. And I'm sitting there going, dude, the Yankees are like 10 outs away from winning a pennant and you're worrying about the fucking giant score? It, it was, my mind was blown. But anyway, you think you know what it's like to be there when your team wins a pennant. Or even a World Series, I'm sure, is 10 times greater and I have never experienced that. But to be there when they made that final out was something I never, I couldn't have prepared yeah. for. It was just just being a fan for that long and seeing your team do that live when the pitcher that you looked up to your whole life started the game and Andy yeah. Pettit. And and you just watch that fucking moment. And then you're blown away. They win. You're celebrating. And then on top of it, you walk out of the stadium and the entire Bronx is fucking out on the street, fucking break dancing, going crazy. It just fucking when they say fucking mayhem, I'm talking mayhem. It was the craziest shit I've ever yeah, lived through, and I dancers. and I didn't want to leave. I I could have stayed so there sick. all night. And that, I've been to. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that moment. It sounds like you know so obvious cliche that yeah I was there for a pennant, but unless you were there for something like that. You would, you just can't even imagine what it was actually like being there. I've never been past the division series, uh, but I've been to enough, you know, a few different playoff games. I, and I can't imagine what it would be like to be there when they clinched, you know, a pennant or a World Series. But I got to tell you, man, like being there for game one in 95, that was fucking special. The first time that Don Mattingly, and you knew it was his last year, uh, that he was in the postseason. That was wild. I'll never forget that. That building was fucking shaking that night, uh, especially when he first came onto the field, man, that roar that he got. And I'll tell you what, at the beginning, and I've probably told this story on this show before, and I'll tell it again because this is what we're doing here. That day started with me thinking it was the worst day of my life because I'm sitting there. I'm in, se- I was in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade at the time. Long time ago. 
Yeah, it was okay, okay. Uh, and I'm sitting there, and you know, they buzz over the loudspeaker. Could you send Christian to the principal's office? And I'm like, um, okay. And then as I'm walking down, I see my dad in the fucking principal's office. And I'm like, oh shit. And this is how fucked up I am. My initial reaction was, my mother is dead. That's a fucked up one. Did you have? Did you have any? I mean, you had like older relatives that you could have went to instead of thinking it was your mom. No, because why else would my? Because why else would my dad be there? If anybody else died, my mother would have been there. Okay. Okay. So I'm saying to myself, why else would he be in this fucking school right now if it's not to tell me that my mom died? So like, I, I I'm just like I'm like slowly walking in there, and. I don't know what to say. And he says, he, he leans over and I'm about to cry right now. Like, cause I'm about thinking he's going to tell me my mom died. And he's like, don't say anything. We're going to the Yankee game. <laughs> did you call your mom? And, <laughs> did you call your mom immediately no, after and tell you loved her? Honestly, at that point, I didn't care if she was dead or not. We <laughs> <Yankee. laughs> Oh, also, your mom's not. <laughs> also, the reason why you're going is because mom's dying. Okay, but where are we? But where are we sitting? Oh yeah, but but where? Yeah, where, where are the seats? seats? No, they were pretty good. My dad always, my dad always fucking came through in that regard. Like he would never stick me in the nosebleeds. That's why the first time I ever still sat in the upper deck is when I started buying tickets for myself. Yeah. My dad had. Then my dad, I gotta give credit to my old man. He always came through in that regard. I don't remember exactly. We weren't on the field or anything, but we had really good seats that night. And I think I did ask him uh, when we were driving into this. Is mommy okay? And he's like, "Why wouldn't? Why, what would be wrong with her?" Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was that was a really cool experience uh, being at that game because growing up, you know, in that era of Yankee baseball, that's all you knew was Don Mattingly. So to you know, and then you know, I was like twelve, thirteen at the time, and like that was really when you were starting to like really take. Uh, effect, you know, in your brain, like really start to understand baseball at that at a certain level, mm-hmm. and to know that you know he wasn't going to be playing anymore after the the postseason was over. So that was really cool to be there like that. You know, I was at the uh, the Kurt Schilling Bloody Sock game, mm-hmm. which okay, was, yeah. I mean, but, you uh-huh. want to talk about fucking? Now remember, we're only what three years removed from. 9-11. That also the that was also the A Rod bitch slap game, right? Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. You have the Yankees, and we all know the fucking story. They win the first three, and then they come back to the Bronx up three to two. You're thinking game six are gonna do it. Kurt Schilling comes out, shuts them the fuck down all game. I've never it the Yankees frustration has never been more tangible than that night. Like you could just see it every time they, they stepped up to the plate, and then A Rod does that running down first base, knocks the ball out. I don't know what the fans were given that night. They were like these rubber balls, and they started throwing them onto the field. And it caused like this whole big fucking mess where they had to stop the game. Do you remember that? Watching on TV? No, I don't remember that, to be honest with you, because I I don't know if they called attention to it or not, but all I remember was they were just showing that – that replay over and over again of him slapping the fucking, uh, it was a Royal or the first baseman who I was the first baseman who, yeah, a Royal was pitching though. Yeah. And, um, and then you had again, because the police presence was, you know, it wasn't that also the game they were, they lost that game four to one, but it was either the eighth or ninth inning. Tony Clark barely fucking missed a three run home run. I remember that possibly. I don't yeah, fully it was like remember. Really, like he barely missed the foul pole. All I know is all mm. this shit went down. P- 
the police were lined up hundreds of them in between every inning. They were standing along the dugout and down the outfield. They were just waiting for someone to come onto the field going crazy. There was a fucking guy who got, got knocked out right in front of me. And it was fucking freezing. And I was right behind the first base dugout. So when A-Rod did that, I got a great view of everything. And it was one of the more chaotic memories that I wish I almost would forget because of how that all ended. But that that time, I mean, being there for that game was was fucking wild. I mean, nothing's ever going to top in terms of wildness uh, at this stage of our lives is when we were there uh, in 2017 for the wild card game. That was yeah. fucking, I mean, that was, that was, you know, we were brand new. I mean, we had just started the podcast in uh, what, in August. June, July that August. year, August, August was our first show. I think August right? 3rd. Yeah. And uh, that was the day before my birthday. So uh, we went to that game and, you know, uh, you know, you know, Meg's, Meg's still got a little injury going on over there. We broke her ribs. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad for your wife that she got caught in the middle of that <laughs> after Didi hit that home run. But that was, I never, being at a game like that wild swing of emotion because when Seve goes in there and he blows up in the first inning and then it was, uh, uh, who the fuck? It was Chad, no, Chad Green. Yeah, Green, 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 Green. Green came in, right? But then Chad, yeah. uh, Dave Robinson pitched like fucking almost four innings that game. Yeah, yeah, he threw, he threw a few innings. Yeah, he comes in, Doing he settles everything down, you know, and then you're thinking like, fuck, dude, like the game's over. And then before, and then all of a sudden, like, Here's Didi, man, home run, yeah. and then yeah. that was the Yankees kind of won. The Yankees kind of won that one going away. Uh, so right, yeah, were you that at was... that game with us? But just not nah. sitting. No, you were at the Astros wild card game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That game sucked. Sucked. Yeah, that was yeah. That game, yeah, that game sucked, sucked, dude. Our we de- didn't sit together. Our debut episode premiered on August sixteenth. I was a little off. We didn't. Uh, we didn't actually sit together uh, at the 2015 game, but we were slamming Natty Bows in the parking lot. Oh man, that game was fucked up. That game sucked, dude. That game that was like Tanaka. Tanaka Keiko, right? Yeah, I mean Tanaka gave up two runs over five innings, but just the way the Yankees second at were, bat, I think he gave up two run dang. I think he, gave, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't give up two okay. solo home runs. If I'm not, yeah. if I'm not Jack, mistaken, one of those grimy guys. Yeah, Josh Reddick, I think, hit one. Yeah, another guy, too. That was annoying there. But that was the year the Yankees were just, like, fucking afraid of Dallas Keuchel. Like, mm-hmm. look at that. Wasn't Rob Ref Snyder in that starting lineup? Probably. That line, Probably. No wonder. I mean, it's not really a surprise the Yankees lost that game if you look at that fucking starting lineup. Yeah, we've been dealing with this for longer than we think. With this, you know, people, guys in the lineup that should never be there in the postseason. But the Yankees limped into the postseason that year. They totally ran out of gas in April, and they were lucky to hold on to a wild card spot. So, I mean, because they were leading the division a lot that year. They were? Yes. Wow. Yeah. They really ran out of gas in, in like, August. That was, like, the McCann, Beltran, uh, A-Rod. They were... They were that playing was, pretty well. That was the year, too. Like, our fucking... I feel like our bullpen was just completely exhausted. Mm-hmm. No surprise there. I tell you what, though, like I really miss the old stadium in the sense that uh, I used to have a tradition in that place. What, watching them win? Yeah, that too. Is 
like in the third or fourth inning, like I'd settle into the game, watch the first few innings, and I always had to take a lap around the stadium. Yeah, I used to do that too. But I don't do that anymore. No. No, because I don't know what it is. And the weird thing is, is that you can do it in the new and watch. stadium and still watch the game, but yeah. like you couldn't watch, but it just like it was just part of being there is that I would take a lap around the stadium. I gotta say I this miss- with the old stadium, there was nothing like the first game of the year. Even the first game of my fucking life, really. But the first game of the year, every year, because you couldn't see the field until you were walking through to get to your seats, walking through that tunnel, and the the first time you get to see a glimpse of the green grass and the fucking, and the Mm -hmm. grounds crew working on the field, and just like, it was just like a moment that you didn't forget as a Yankee fan. Every year, seeing it for the first time. I mean... You can't tell me that it's not this. It's piss and hot dog water. Like, I miss smelling that, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the cold pretzels that you just were the best fucking pretzels you've ever had in your life. Yeah, I miss that. I really do. Like, I I know a lot of Yankee fans have an issue with the new stadium. I like it because you know where you are, and I like that as a Yankee fan. Like, you know you're at Yankee Stadium. You know you're at the place the Yankees play baseball in. You know, you go to some of these stadiums, like, they're just – they're nicer. They might be nicer, but you don't know. Like if you didn't know where you were, you don't know who plays there. Well, it's like so Nationals fan, Park. I, I was so underwhelmed by that stadium. Like I appreciate. Like as a Yankee fan, I appreciate that when I walk into Yankee Stadium, I know I'm where the Yankees play baseball. Like I, so I, I I do appreciate that. But there's just that place can ne- the Yankees can go on a run and win ten World Series in a row. It will just never be the old the old stadium. Yeah, I agree. Right, you have any different memories? Do you remember you remember the Mother's Day game? Oh, when you fucking told what's his face his mother he sucks. <laughs> so I was taking a lap I was taking a lap around the ballpark and like you like how you said, you know, the new stadium you can walk through and they were playing watch the Mariners, the right? Mariners. They were playing the Mariners and there was this guy Casper Wells up and I'm you know, every pitch I'm stopping watching. Big the game, game for the Yankees, back. right? At that point, yeah, I don't know. It was a Mother's Day, so it was so it was early. Okay, so I'm stopping watching this game, right? And this guy Casper Wells on the Mariners hits a two-run home run or something, and there's a group of fans like right in front of me that are going nuts. They're going crazy, and like it's it was obnoxious, yeah. And I was drunk. I was a little drunk at the time. You know, I had a like I said, I put a. You know, we were Mariners. We were pretty hammered. Mariners fans. So I'm like, all right, you're Mariners fans, relax. This guy's a fucking Whatever. loser, you said. Yeah, I was like, this guy's a bum. And then all of a sudden, I get a tap on my shoulder, and it's this woman, and she goes, "Excuse me, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't say that." <laughs> that was my son who just hit that home run. What was your first reaction? <laughs> oh my! And my first reaction was. Oh my God! I'm so sorry. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> you just ruined. But I, then I thought about it, and I looked it up today because we were talking about this, you know, memorable moments. And I wanted to like fact check myself to make sure I wasn't making it up. So I typed in on Google. I typed in Casper Wells. You could look this up yourself. Casper Wells Mother's Day Yankee Stadium, and it pops up. Casper Wells delivers special Mother's Day gift: two-run home run. <laughs> and the quote. Like, come on, think about it. What's the greatest Mother's Day gift you could possibly think of? It would be hitting a home run at Yankee Stadium. In front and of I your ruined mother. it. I ruined it for this poor yeah. kid. But there's a whole quote she, he, that she told him to hit a home run that game. Oh, my God. 
he goes, I got her a Burberry bag last year. So this year I got her a home run at Yankee Stadium. And I just wonder if <laughs> in, in that, that curly conversation. Haired, that curly haired fuck ruined it all. <laughs> and some, some little chubby boy really was screaming and oh my God, ruined great. it for me. But thank you. I missed it. I never forget when Chris got a hard on when Chan Ho Park was signing autographs and he and he grabbed my fucking cap out of my hand. He's like, go, go, go get Chan Ho Park's autograph. Oh my God, that's <laughs> not even remotely close. That's exactly what it happened. Was like, it was you going crazy. The, and I said to no, you, it? I don't care no. about autographs. I'm not an yeah, autograph. Okay. You're the collector. And I think he signed it chopper, didn't he? Uh, fuck it. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> you sure. were the one. You. I you, burned mine. I threw mine in the garbage night. on the way out. It was cap night, and he. Fu- you literally jerked the fucking cap right out of my hand. Like, look at fucking Chandler Park's autograph. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, because I don't collect autographs, and definitely like it. Not a fucking Chan Ho Park. He was the next was big thing at that time. No, he wasn't. He was washed up at that point. Mm. We have total di- fucking washed bum. I'm telling my truth right now, and I don't really care about yours. You were the one. Yeah, well, because, no, man. So you know you were, you were lying, All obviously. Right. All right. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Remember, were you with me when we shook Freddie Garcia's hand in the hall, dude? The great hall. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yes. Do you remember walking in? Do you remember who was at the actual turntable, like uh, whatever the fuck it's called, turnstile? It's called turnstile. Turnstile when you uh, were given the ticket, whatever. Do you remember who was there and shook her hand? It was Freddie Garcia. No. Yeah, Freddie Garcia mm-hmm. was one of the guys. And the other guy and was Yvonne Nova. Was it? Dude, his fucking hands. I just remember shaking his hand, mm. and I've never felt more like a cuck in my life because... <laughs> His hand, he didn't even know how to shake my hand because his hand was so fucking big. It was like he almost gave me like one of the like polite, like how you shake a lady's hand, like at the tips. It was almost like little, that because he just didn't want to break dainty. my hand. And Chris was like, oh, Mr. Garcia, you pitched so well last night. He did. Um, Do you remember that? He did. No, yeah. He had a really good game. I don't remember what who it was against, but he, they, I was like, because I remember saying to you like, good thing they stuck him out here the day after he pitched well. Yeah, because I don't think he was pitching. He I don't think he would have well. been there if he if he didn't. You want to you want to talk about something funny here? Remember, I don't know if remember it was that year or, or a different year. Remember, he threw like nine wild pitches a game. Like he can I nine wild can I be honest with you? Until you just mentioned this, I completely forgot he was a Yankee. But now it, he he was really bad with wild pitches one year. I could not imagine. I think I do Sanchez remember was, that. Yeah, I think I, I do. could not imagine if Gary Sanchez was the fucking catcher when, no, forget when he it. was going through that. Forget it. When he was going through that. Uh, before we move on here, I do have to say this. Um, if you uh, if you go to nyynews.com t- t- is it nyynews.com or nyynews.com? If you go there and go to the shop tab, there is brand new uh, nyyst podcast merch. It's it's our new logo on hoodies, t-shirts, on tumblers, on Fugazi uh, Yetis, on a whole bunch of different shit. So we implore you to go go there, check it out, grab some shit. And I was told that I have to do this. So, uh, you know, to my niece, uh, you know, you're you're getting your, your hoodie, okay? You wanted the shout out, okay? You're getting it. And you're getting a hoodie as well, okay? And, but you couldn't even buy your uncle a fucking jelly donut, so. Wow, resentment. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, uh, I don't know, man. We could go. We could really do this all day, man. We're we're all in our 
Well, Ryan's not. Ryan, you haven't hit 30 yet, have you? February 26th. Wow, you, oh. you're a... F- what the fuck was that? Porn. I went... I was on the... I went to the NYY News website. Oh, and that's the noise it makes? Click something. Yeah, I just click something. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm glad I did this. Hold on. I'm glad I found the actual link here. Let's just see. It looks like it's nyy.news. So hold on. Let me get the actual URL so we can be accurate with this. It is nyynews. No, sorry. nyy.news slash shop. Is is the uh, so there you can go and support all the shows on the NYY News TV team, but we definitely want you to go and support us and pick up some new NYY ST podcast merch. Uh, lot, lots of really cool stuff there, and I'm just I ordered a whole bunch of stuff. They sent the Yeti, the Fugazi Yeti, but I haven't gotten any of my uh, clothes yet, so I'm still waiting on that. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My wife says uh, it keeps the water very cold, so you know. There you go. Okay. I like that. Okay. Um, yeah, man. So uh, I don't know. You got anything else you want to tell? Like any other? I nah. mean, other than that, I mean, like the my favorite game. I think you know, including the postseason, was definitely being at Derek Jeter's final game at Yankee Stadium. Better than Moe's? Oh, absolutely! A totally different. It was a totally different. Yeah, you uh, said that it was feeling. Like, it's like a fucking wake. During uh, during Moe's, right? Even though, and I, you know, because this is like I said, this is, this is what we're doing. Let's tell a story quick. Uh, even though the team was eliminated in both scenarios, like it was actually Yankees, probably better. They, it probably made it better, of course. It made it better in the sense in that that Girardi could do a couple. You know, he didn't have to worry about winning the game per se. But um, hold on, not just you, that though. Hold on. Not just that you it, you knew definitively that it was their last game at the stadium. Okay, you did. It okay. was huge. That makes a huge difference. But in Rivera's case, you didn't know a hundred percent if Girardi was going to put him in the game. You figured he would, that he wouldn't be that stupid. But up until that point, you're watching a dead team in a dead game. It was like you were literally like I never, in all my years going to Yankee Stadium, I never heard the stadium that quiet. It was literally like you're walking into a funeral home. And then it's the anticipation started to build a little bit in like the fourth to fifth inning. And when is he coming in? And then when he started warming up, the place started rocking. And then he pissed in the eighth and he took him out. And then that was it. It was kind of like just like that quick moment in time. Whereas Jeter's game was like being at a postseason game. You know, there there was a palpable excitement energy in the stadium from when you got, you know, you got across you out of the parking lot, you started crossing the street, you sensed there was an excitement in the air. And then, you know, he did what he did. Thank you to David Robertson. I mean, the guy was lights out all year and then he fucking blows that game. But, and I always say this, you give Buck Walter a lot of credit for allowing that moment to happen because yeah. if he's, if he's trying to win the game, he walks, you walk Derek Jeter in that spot. But, it meant nothing to the Yankees. It meant nothing to the Orioles. It meant everything to Derek Jeter, and he let Derek Jeter come up and swing the bat in that spot. So you always, you always give Buck a little bit of, you always give him a little bit of credit for that and being uh, allowing that to happen. Because, uh, yeah. okay, okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. so yeah. I was sure, 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 just sure. I, I can't imagine what it was like being there because watching on TV was fucking one of the greatest moments yeah. I've had as a Yankee fan. So we wanted to hear from the fans. Okay, okay. So we'll just read their comments here, and we'll we'll end the year on this we'll, from our fans here. Uh, the tweet. Your favorite game you went to, a memorable or historic performance you saw, whatever you want to talk about. We'll go with Hunter Larson first. One of the very last years, the Twins were in the Metrodome. I went to a Yankees-Twins game. As soon as I saw Derek Jeter in person, I immediately became a fan. I went and bought a hat and got a got Mariano Rivera and Phil used to seeing it. Unfortunately, I haven't seen a game since. Ooh, I've got to get him to a game. He lives oh, out yeah. in Minnesota? I, that's what it sounds like. Oh, yeah, you go down to Minnesota. Minnesota. Go to, go to the Metro Tom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Eric Bardis. My first and so far only game in the new stadium was A Rod's 3000 hit. And below, we posted the video of it. Uh, every year. Dinger, uh, right? Dinger. Yeah. Dinger Him and Jeter were Dinger. I was listening to that on the radio. I was driving. Uh, I share. I recorded the video and share it every year, and still get chairs, uh, chills watching it, even though I've seen it five hundred times. Absolutely unreal moment. Uh huh. Rocket Man, Rocket Man, one twenty. One of my favorites was Jason Giambi was blessed. Okay, he was blessed and officially became a Yankee when he hit that game-winning home run. I believe that was in the rain. That when the rain, off. that rain oh, game. Yeah, that yeah, was the a rain great was a game. Great fucking moment. Okay. 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 Uh, Kenny Morales. <laughs> okay, it wasn't that good of a moment. Okay. Okay. Oh, it wasn't that good. Okay, next. Go ahead. <laughs> that was a great moment. Randy Johnson was pitching and got shelled against Tampa. The Yankees were chipping oh. away from 10-2 until it was 11-7 in the eighth. They exploded for 13 runs. Mm-hmm. Sheffield, uh, three-run shot. A-Rod uh, and Matsui hit. Uh, it was back-to-back-to-back home runs. I remember that game. I remember that game. I, I do. Was I really waste- do. I was fucking getting wasted that night. I was at a bar with my buddy, and the Yankees were getting fucking hammered. The next thing I looked up, and I was like, oh, shit. They, were they really- I was getting fucking wasted, dog. I missed those days. Just getting... I don't know, man. It, it being a dad is fun and all, but you know, there's something about not having Drugs responsibilities and, alcohol, and just yeah. getting fucking and getting fucking hammered yeah. every night. <laughs> getting fucking smashed watching baseball, and now it's like, oh shit, I got a person to take. Now care. I have three beers, and I can't even wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and it's like if I drink if I drink this third one, and my kids start screaming, I'm going to contemplate hanging myself. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, peace now for life. The first game I went to was in 96 against the Royals and Dow Strawberry hit a walk-off. It was his 300th home run. It was a great win in my first Yankee game. Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Hello, have a great fellas. Christmas. Yeah, this is more of a shout-out here. Uh, have a great Christmas, fellas. Love to you and your families from your OG. You guys are still the best pod on the planet. Merry Christmas, Patrick. We love you. Yeah, and, uh, you know. Thank you for your continued support, the OG. And please don't blame him uh, for not having a Yankee Stadium moment because the guy lives in fucking Ireland, okay? Yeah. 
Okay. And it's usually the next day when he's watching these guy, games. Guy so. wakes up at three, three in the morning just to watch the game before work. Yeah. So when you're bitching and complaining that you got to stay up to one o'clock to watch a game in Anaheim, this fucking guy does it every day and three hours later. Okay. Yeah. All right. Simon says 95. The home opener in 2017 was great. My first time seeing the Yanks and the result was 8-1 to one versus Tampa. Pineda threw six and two-thirds of perfect baseball as well as home run from Judge on the way to a history-making season and noted slugger Chase Headley. I think that was a little sarcasm there at the what, end. What what year was this? 2017. Wasn't that when Pineda – wasn't that on Mother's Day? The first game, he said. He says first game. He says the home opener in 2017, but I think I remember he had a perfect game going on Mother's Day. One, he had like one, a shit ton of strikeouts. No, he definitely had a shit ton of strikeouts. And he was, I don't know if it, I don't, that I don't was against the Mariners, too. Yeah, yeah that it was, was perfect through like seven or eight. Yeah, he was awesome that day. Alley K02, one of my favorite memories is my dad picking me up after work and driving into the Bronx and taking me to a game. We were at this diner near the stadium. We were there early and watched BP. I spotted Derek, and my dad said, go down there, let him get a good look at you. <laughs> you uh, Funny story, Allie said it, her name was. Yeah. Funny story, Allie. My dad had a different take on Derek Jeter. I was a little kid. We were at a game with my with my uh, grandfather, who was obviously alive at the time. Um, one of one of my first games. I hope so we can have Bernie's situation. <laughs> you weaken that Bernie's your grandpa at a Yankee game. And, it was his uh, last wish. You and, pulled up his fucking arm to catch the peanuts. <laughs> and uh, and peanuts. Some of the Yankees were walking around giving autographs. It was much more common back then. And Jeter, it was Jeter's rookie year. And well, there was no COVID back then. Chris. Yeah, right. No COVID. So, so <laughs> I looked at my dad. I think I had just gotten Ruben Sierra's autograph, and I was all excited. He was my first and one of my only, other than Chan Hill Park, uh, autograph. So I came back to the seat, and then I see this kid look like a fucking kid walking around. And I said, oh, Dad, can I go down and get his autograph? He's like, nah, that guy's a bum. He's not going to be anything. He's a rookie. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Number two, unanimous. <laughs> oh, no, almost one vote shy. Being unanimous, and we got a, we got one more here from Tannen Miller. It says I went to one of the last home games for Jeter against the Reds. It was one of the rare times where it felt like the old stadium to me. And I also was at Old Timers Day when Matsui hit a home run. I was there uh, when he was playing in the game. I wonder if you against off David Cohn. That was pretty awesome. If you remember that, I was and there. His first old timers game, Coney hung one for him. He yeah, I was there. For speaking him, of speaking of I Mother's heard you, Day, Chris. <laughs> uh, we were Chris. You were there when uh, Jeter got his number retired at Yankee Stadium. It was in between a doubleheader. Uh, I was so fucking sick that day. I had like a hundred and two fever, and I was really contemplating not going to the game. And then my wife is my wife actually fucking talked me into it. She's like, "You have to go." And I was like, "Okay." When was I was like, "I might die." It was when Jeter had his number retired. Oh yeah, remember it was it was a miserable fucking day too. Yeah, that, that ceremony. I gotta I gotta say it was really underwhelming for me. I, I hated it. Was it. Ru- I really it was did. rushed because of ESPN doing the game, and it just didn't. It was like the whole thing was rushed regardless because he had just retired. It was like it just—they didn't. Wait yeah, because long they knew the Yankees knew he was going to become part of the ownership group with the Marlins, so they wanted to get it done before that happened. 
Um, anything else? Anything yeah, else? your mother's a, your mother. Watch it. Not, Not your, your mother. mother. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I just I just want to say before we wrap up, if you head to my uh, if you head to patreon.com slash myyst, our Patreon page is still up. Thank you to all the patrons, and I just want to say before we wrap up for the year and move on to bigger and better things in 2022 that your support did not go unnoticed. It didn't go for nothing. If it wasn't for you guys throughout this entire season and throughout the five years we've been doing this or five or six years, whatever, um, we probably wouldn't even have considered this opportunity. But trust me, every single day, every single time we record, it's because of all the support and it does not go unnoticed. Actually, the complete opposite. And thank you for not just this year, but for all the years. I am truly the most optimistic I've ever been about this show moving forward. I think that you are going, if you've been, if you've been one of the OGs, uh, uh, you know, supporting and listening to this show from day one, um, I think it's going to be a pretty cool feeling um, that more and more people are going to start knowing the podcast that you've been listening to for a pretty long time. And I truly believe that's going to happen. So thank you. Uh, If you are a patron of the show, uh, I, after Christmas and before New Year's and that week, um, I'm going to record a show. And so this is the last MYYST podcast of the year, but as a gift, as a bonus, it's considering that you guys have had no new content there since the night of the wild card game. I'm going to post a Q and a on NYYST underscore podcast. It's a new Twitter handle. So if you're following us, you're still following us. It's just a new Twitter handle. Um, I'm going to post a Q and a there, uh, you know, sometime next week and I'm going to record a show, you know, just as a thank you to all the, to you guys, because we always said, you know, we need people to, you know, everybody can say, we love you guys. We hope you don't go anywhere, but we needed people to put their money where their mouth is. And the patrons did that. And like Chris said, that's not, uh, it didn't go unnoticed. It, it, it's something that uh, is, it, it means a lot to us, man, because we know like we're, you know, it is what it is. The world is what the fuck it is right now. And we don't need to get into that. But, you know, at the beginning part of this pandemic, people suffered, dude. Either you lost somebody you love, you lost the job, financial hit you hard. Even if you're back on your feet, you, you see what the what what's happening, how much shit more shit costs now. So if you're willing to even give us five bucks a month, it doesn't go unnoticed. It's very much appreciated. And we love you so much for that. So, you know, as a, you know, and I know we should give you content regardless, but as a thank you, you know, for, for your, your support all year and doing that, I definitely want to get something out uh, before the end of the year. So, you know, look for that on NYYST underscore podcast, ask your questions, you know, let's have a fun little show to wrap up the year there. But, you know, I, this is the last show under this format and, the show, if we didn't sign on with this, the show would have ended probably after we did to keep them dumping. So, you know, to be able to continue and, and to do what we're going to do in 2022 is really cool. It's really awesome. And if it wasn't for people telling us, like Chris said, if it wasn't for people saying, you know, you know, we will miss you guys. We need you guys to stay, blah, blah, blah. 
why why would we have done it? Right. You know, it's it's the old tree falling in the forest. Who nobody's there, nobody fucking hears it. Is it making a sound? So we know we we know we're making noise. We know we're making fucking noise. So now it's time to make more noise. And that's what we're really excited about is that we've we've been banging the drum for five years now. And it's now it's time to really go out there and start fucking smashing that drum time and getting this. Chris, yeah, don't so you have the banging? Don't you have a banging drop? We are going to start banging. That's the truth. So, um, and, and I'll say, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Should we sign off on the show? You know how we do like the, the end of the show. It's like the continuation of the intro. Should we actually end this show giving a little tease of uh, of the new intro going into the new year? Hey, if you want to do that, I'm perfectly okay with that. I kind of like that idea. Well, obviously, uh-huh. you know, I'll have to edit that in. But uh, also, just a quick note, too, if you're still listening, we will be going back to every week. We'll be dropping shows every Monday morning. Um, and then, of, of course, go head over to YouTube, NYY News TV on YouTube. Subscribe so that you can watch uh our show if you'd rather watch than listen there as well all right so as we you know we sit here you know less than a week away from christmas uh from you know from bottom of my heart from my family to everybody listening merry christmas happy new year uh and just you know have a happy healthy safe holiday season and we'll see you in the new year we'll see you in the new year uh, the new year jesus christ it's so easy for me to say uh, in the new year, uh, and just you know, thank you so much for your support. Doctor, go fouch yourself. Yeah, and uh, yeah, go fouch yourself. All right, so unless you guys got anything else you want to say, nah, man. End it on the, all right, SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. This is New York. Yankee sports talk. Swinging for the fences, knock it out the park. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk, Christian and Chris, of course, SGR, this is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk, record, rain or shine, grab your shades and umbrellas, NYYST, you're hanging with the fellas.